Hey, Warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Sync. Welcome back to another episode of the Unqualified Therapist. Tonight you will have just your unqualified therapist. Hey yo. Hey yo. <laughs> we got things to talk about. Um, but we also wanted to share a little bit, you know, weird and wild about our week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also was just thinking as we were getting started that um like summer's over um, like over more than half over. I know. I, what the uh, hell? Like, it makes no sense how fast it goes. Every freaking year I say the same thing. I know. Well, it's gotta be, I feel like it'll be faster for you because that's when you're off work. Yeah. So it flies by. For me last year, I felt like it was the longest time of my life because it was in COVID <laughs> and my kids were home and they had already been home all freaking year yeah. because of it. So I was like, ah. This is the I longest feel summer this, ever. Like oh, this sense of urgency in the summer to get it all done, yeah. And to go do everything and have all the adventures. Mm-hmm. And um, I have been parenting more. I know. I'm so impressed with what you've been doing. So, thank you. You're welcome. I'm learning how to just say that's thank right you. instead of no. I'm not. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, so thank you. My incredible, the most amazing human in the world, Nanny, Becca, is leaving us. Mm. And it is absolutely devastating to me and my family because she's really been there since the very beginning and specifically when I was too depressed to care for them or um, Avery was too much for me. He w- There was many of the times that it was just so difficult. And it also freed me up to do my own thing. And that was part of my healing journey. Mm-hmm. And without that, this po- without her, the podcast wouldn't have happened. Yeah. No, I mean, you're she- right. Yeah. And I tell her that all the time. Like, she's a huge part of why we have this podcast is because she would watch my kids mm-hmm. on recording nights until as long as it took to get it done. Yeah. And I just, she's a part of the family now, so it's going to be fine. She's going to come back once a month to stay with the kids, and I'm going to jettison. <laughs> um, so Avery has something to look forward to on the calendar. Yeah. He's yeah. very, very sad. Uh, they are very close, and I don't know, I just love her so much. So anyways, that being said, I am looking for a new nanny, but I'm also trying to be a more involved mother. <laughs> so, um, so I go to story time. Yeah. You're doing, you're doing so much more than that. <laughs> Stop. I know, but with Lily, I did everything right. So yeah. it's, it's really is nice to like sit with just him. Lily goes and does her own thing at the library and to, to see him interact with kids and to see him mm-hmm. sing and dance and all of these things. And, um, you know, that's where I got my injury too, though. I know. Your busted lip. <laughs> my busted lip. Oh my gosh. He came up too fast on head, shoulders, knees and toes <laughs> and jacked my lip. But, um, yeah, so I'm doing it. You are doing it. You're doing, I mean, think about what you did this weekend. Oh, and I really, really need you to remember that you were a lot, um, younger and fresher out of the uh, gates when you had Lily. I sure was. So, than when you had Avery. Yes. So, 
Um, I mean, you're not exactly. Yes. And there wasn't a whole lot of pressure because Scott was taking to a museum every week. Yeah. And then yeah. a library and then this, they, they had adventures every day. So I didn't feel pressure. It was just whenever I could, I'd hang out with her. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And plus I was younger. <laughs> yeah. What Sarah's referring to this weekend is this past weekend was Avery's birthday party at a very loud, so loud, so many kids, trampoline park. So many children. So many children. <laughs> so many children. Um, it was weird to see Sarah outside of our studio. And it was unfortunate <laughs> that that was the situation. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. We're like, oh, so this is what we do when we're not recording. Awesome. Mm. Yeah. So I did it and I feel like. I did pretty good. You did amazing. You did so good. Yeah. No. You got to give yourself the credit. Yeah. Yeah. It was the sensory overload for yeah. me. I have massive sensory issues with sound. Yeah. So, um, but he had a great time and he did. He had the time of his did. life. He was just having, oh my gosh, him <laughs> you're gonna do. <laughs> and his little girlfriends mm-hmm. were killing me. They were so stinking cute. So stinking cute. Like, so stinking cute. And it was so funny. They would, like, take turns. Or uh-huh. all three of them would just hold his hand and walk. <laughs> and it was just the most adorable thing. And they all drew him pictures, special <laughs> pictures in his card. I know. I mean, so like, cute. totally adorable. And my favorite story is when um, Willow, Sarah's daughter, was, like, Avery... And her, she, Avery really likes Willow. So he wanted to go do something with her and they were standing in line together. And one of Avery's girlfriends butts in between them and looks Willow dead in the eye and is like, excuse me, but that's my boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) These are five-year-olds, by the way. That was fantastic. Barely five-year-olds. So Willow looks at me like, um, what? And she says, that girl just said that she's her, um, Avery's girlfriend. girlfriend. And I was like, well, yeah, she is. <laughs> One of them. Willow was just like, oh, I'm so confused. <laughs> it was great. It was really cool to watch him. Like he's made friends and it's sweet mm-hmm. to watch. Yeah. yeah. He's such a little old man though, sitting there. <laughs> like he is not even five yet, actually. He's not five until. <laughs> Yeah, a couple days from now. But um when he was he's opening the cards and he's oh, this is the like best part. reading them. Like he's he's looking at them like intently, like like when you Nodding see somebody Yes, when you exactly when you see somebody open a birthday card and you yeah. watch them read it and they're like, Oh, and like nodding their heads when they're reading it. Like he's doing all these things and then he's like then he looks up, he closes the card, looks up and at the person who wrote it and is like, thank you, Levi. And I'm, I'm like, like, <laughs> like, how does he know what the, what the hell? <laughs> he knows how to spell all of his friends' names. Uh. But I think it's so adorable that he like reads the entire yeah. card yep. and then is like, thank you, Ava. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, and it, oh man, it was cute. And everything he opened. Oh. <gasps> How did you know that this is that I love crafts? <laughs> he was just so cute. Oh man, yeah, yeah, he was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be a cool kid. Sarah, please um, tell us what you <laughs> told okay. me when you got to the party. Okay, so um, I try to keep stuff in my car because there's a a, a good homeless uh, population here. Especially in the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in the summer. And so, um, I try to keep things in my car, like snacks and, and stuff like that to give to the people when I see, cause they'll be at like intersections and stuff with their signs. So I always try to have something to give them. And I just couldn't, I didn't have anything this time. So we're on the way to Avery's party and we see this woman and she's walking up and down the road with her, her sign. So I rolled down the window. I'm digging through my purse. I'm digging, digging, digging. I can't find anything. And, um, so full disclosure, <laughs> I don't just carry these around with me all the time. I'll tell you what. Anyway, I found a truly <laughs> that was not, not cold, unfortunately. So I said, I looked at her and this is exactly what I said. And I feel kind of bad. I go, I hope this isn't fucked up, but this is the only thing I have to give you right now. Do you want this? And she goes, that's 
great. She's like, that'll make my afternoon actually a lot better. Thank you so much. And I was like, you're welcome. I felt like I was like, I just gave a homeless person a truly like that. I mean, the fact, though, that you had the truly to give. Okay, yeah. So I did have it in my bag. I this week um, took Willow to her soccer camp that was all week. Oh god, that was at night from like seven to nine with a gazillion people. So many kids again, and so many people. And so Randy is usually the one that does does all of that stuff because while he is like an introvert and half, like he doesn't get bothered by just being with a bunch of people because he just won't talk to anybody. But um, I like don't thrive in those situations. So yeah. I took her and I had um I had a truly stashed in my purse in case I needed it. I didn't. Um so that's good, but um yeah, so it was still in there. That's that's just freaking funny. <laughs> like that's so so funny. I thought maybe you were bringing a truly for me <laughs> at the at the trampoline park. I should have. Cuz a cocktail would have been bomb. Yeah, next time. Yeah, I did that is... party totally sober. Yeah. I'm so impressed. Yeah, that was a, that's my, that's just such a fun story. <laughs> just because it's like, it just, it was mostly too the way that she told it to me. Like she was just like, yep, was just giving her, gave her a truly. <laughs> I don't know. Well, okay. So I was thinking about it more and I'm like, was that messed up? And I'm like, no, I don't think that's messed up. They are just like us in terms of, I mean, they don't want just what they need. Like the- I, I against all of the people that I know that work with the homeless population, I still give money because I think, you know, it, I, I do it when I feel like, when I feel like yeah, something that right. I do. And even if you're going to go buy whatever with it, I don't really care what you yeah, do with it. It's either. just that I would like to give this to you to do whatever you need. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I don't really think of it like that, that it was fucked up. I think that... You know, yeah. Sometimes you know people just want that, right? And things that we want, exactly. Like why? And that's the thing I think about, like food pantries and stuff. When you only bring like canned goods and stuff in there, like, come on, like people want to eat more than just that. So I know I I thought about it more, and I was like, okay, I don't think it was too bad then. No, but I gave her that. No, I don't think it was bad at all. It was funny. (laughs) Did she laugh? (laughs) She did laugh. She laughed, and that's like the best part. Yeah, is that you guys laughed together. I know. I was like. I'm really sorry. This is the only thing I have right now. I was like, I don't, do you want it? She's like, yeah, she's laughing, but it was just, it was a good moment between yeah, us. I like it. And then she kind of like looked into the backseat and, and saw my kids and was like, you guys have a great day. Yeah. Um, and like have fun the rest of your day. And the kids were like, thank you. Bye. You know, and yeah. they were it just, you know, human connection. Exactly. Human connection. That's the other thing is that when we do, give money it's usually Lily sitting over there and she'll hand it and like it's like a nice very short conversation you get to have just yes. with and oh man just treating everyone like an equal like a human mm-hmm. regardless mm-hmm. of their situation or how they got there whether it's right. choice or not or you know a lot of it's illness a lot of it's mental health you know there's so many reasons listen I could tell you how we could have ended up homeless Randy and I, you know, yeah. another time. Well, but the thing is, is that what I always tell my kids, not Avery, because he doesn't understand, but I tell Lily all the time what something Scott and I said after working with the homeless population, we are all like one step yeah. away from that situation. Just literally just one step. Right. And, you know, you just gotta, you gotta realize that no matter how much money you have, mm-hmm. you're, it can turn. Yep. Like everything that can be taken away that you mm-hmm. have. Yeah. So you have to live your life in a way that you're treating people, no matter what, what position they're in, that you would want to be treated. Uh, uh, yes, exactly. You know, it just takes one thing to, to drop out, like one thing to go from feast to famine. Exactly. One bottom to fall out. And, yes. And that's it. Um, yes. So. Okay, Amy. Are you? I just had to put my truly down because I, I was like, oh no, am I on the spot? <laughs> she ain't drinking truly. That's a white claw and you know it. <laughs> oh yeah. God. That's because I was talking, oh, about, we truly. talking about truly. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I do. Yes. Are you super fucking excited about what's happening August 10th in Pittsburgh? Because I, I am. I'm so excited. We've been dreaming this up 
since the beginning. Yep. And the fact that it's all happening and unfolding without, it's just, oh my God, it's all landing in place. Yes. It's just, a, it's been beautiful. I know. I'm so excited. Yes. I'm like giddy about it. So our live show, very first live show is happening. It's taking place at Simply Social PGH, which is a local women owned business. And it's a pop-up shop that hopefully gets to stay there a little bit longer yeah. and renew their time. So if you come out and you support us, you'll be supporting them as well. Yes, you will. And you're going to have a fabulous time because this is has all kinds of selfie booths. 13. 13 of them. Uh, Amy and I have had a blast in all of them. Oh my gosh. We had so much fun. It's so you, so, so you get that. Yes. That's part of it. That's part of it. Part of your ticket is you get the, and it, and it does cost money to go in there Mm -hmm. at all to take any pictures in there. And there will be selfie ring lights at every station. And the first hour or so that we're mingling, you can go and take pictures wherever. Yeah. And so that's, that's a big part of this, this awesome night. I know. I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you get to do that. And then we're going to have a live recording. We're going to uh, have a show. We're going to be taking your questions as well. So you can come up and, um, I mean, they could just be, what's your favorite color? <laughs> yeah, it could ask. It's like an ask us anything. Yeah. So you can write it down. You don't have to come up. I know lots of people don't like that. Right. Yeah. You can have a beverage yes. of choice. Um, of course, we're going to have White Claw. Of course. And Icy Light. Pittsburgh. Ooh, ooh. So it's Pittsburgh themed. Mm-hmm. Except for the White Claw. That's our one. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it has to happen. It just has to happen because that's all we drink when we're recording. Yeah. Um, so, so there will be Icy Light and there will be a cookie table. Which is a Pittsburgh staple. Yes. At every, every event. single wedding. Yeah. That you go to is the cookie table and you will also we also have the cheese queen coming I know. Pittsburgh cheese queen and so she's going to set up some amazing cheeses and crackers for us so it's going to be a great time yeah the cookies are coming from well multiple sources but our really fancy ones yeah. are coming from sprinkled with love and oh my gosh i'm so excited they're gonna be all themed for around the show yes. and and so they're they're really cute she sent me like you know uh sample pictures and stuff so oh my gosh i I'm can't stoked. wait to see this yeah so on top of that this is a first time because a lot of you have asked for it and we haven't had it to get to do, but you're going to, there's going to be merch. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So there's going to be some merch for you to buy. Um, and we're super excited for you to check that out. Yes. I cannot wait because there's more coming. Yeah. Amy and I cannot stop desi- designing. Oh, yeah. we're having way too much fun with it. Oh yeah. Um, so much fun with it. So anyways, we hope we see you August 10th at Simply Social in the waterfront of Pittsburgh. It is from 6 to 9 p.m. There are tons of restaurants and bars around there. Feel free to go to happy hour before. And I have a feeling Sarah and I are going yep. out after. Hell yeah. So we'll you can see come you on with us. And we'll just, just cart the whole audience. Listen, yeah, listen, it's a Tuesday night. Yeah. And it's a summer Tuesday night. And hopefully that's, you know, just going to be lovely weather. But Pittsburgh, you never know. You never know. But that's okay. The event's inside and we are just ready to have a blast. Yes. So guys, this is not a, I mean, it's a, it's a big space, but it's not humongous. So tickets are limited. You're going to want to go and grab those. I think the easiest way for you to go is to our Instagram. Uh, we have a link tree there with all of the links and tickets is it's the second one down. So it's listen to the episode and then purchase your tickets here and it's right there. And it, and we're not just like hyping it. It truly is limited. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, we have to, we have max capacity and mm-hmm. we can't go over that because it's not huge space. And so if you are interested in doing this, you should buy your tickets today. Yes. And hashtag COVID. So exactly for space limited. <laughs> yes. If you are not local and you want to see the whole thing unfold live virtually, you can check out your ticket on there um, yeah. at a reduced price and you can visit or you can hang out with us that way. Yes. Oh. We would love to have you guys hang out with us virtually as well. Those are that's limited as well because we can only have the yep. bandwidth for 50 people. So if you want to do a virtual ticket, you're going to want to grab that, too. One more thing. What's up? Patreon members. Yes. 
So if you've been thinking about being a Patreon member to support the work that we do, along with getting all the goodies and bonuses that we give our uh, Patreons, Patreons, Patrons, Patrons, Patreons, Patreonesses. Super Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can also get a discount. Depending upon what tier you do, you can get a discount code for your ticket. So you would want to become a Patreon member first and then buy your ticket so that you can save the money for the ticket. Yeah, y'all. So, yeah. We're excited. So excited. So exciting news all around here. We, I mean, well, another thing is we're booked. <gasps> we're not taking new people to interview until September. I know this is insane. I had to go block off all of our calendar, Calendly, because we are fully booked and we have, it's just incredible. It's just incredible. So if you are interested in coming on the show, you are still more than welcome to fill out a form and you, we will catch you in the fall. We just want you to, want you we to just know. want you yeah. to know that <laughs> September it'll open back up. But right now I'm, I'm just like completely, I'm in shock, shocked. Yeah. Completely shocked. So what that in, means in the best you. way, yes, in the best way. And what that means for you guys is that you're going to get some amazing information from some of the people we have coming on. So good. So flipping good. And that being said, I hope that you listened to last week's episode because it was Brian Deegan, who was the founder of human unlimited. It's a t-shirt company that isn't just a t-shirt company. For me, it was um, just a part of my mental health journey and continues to be because the shirts say things that I didn't even know I needed to say. So if you haven't checked it out, it is long, but it's really packed with like a good story. Yeah, it is. It's a beautiful story. And near the end, you get to hear some of the design process, Mm -hmm. um, kind of almost bloopers in a sense. It's really cool. Yeah. And yeah. So if you have not checked that out, go back and check it out. That is episode 37. Because all humans are unlimited. The shirt that drew me into him was... Do no harm, but take no shit. Yes. I like that one a lot. Yeah. With the skeleton middle finger. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Randy wore his Fear Not shirt yesterday. Looked good on him. It looked really good on him. And he also was like... He's like, Willow, did you see my shirt? Do you see what this, you know, says? Do you, and like, he's showing her the imagery because it's like a, a little girl in a, like, little red little robin. Red, yeah. R- riding, like, riding hood. Thank you. Little red robin. Little red robin. <laughs> I do like their hamburgers. Little though. red robin. <laughs> um, little red riding hood cape on. And then she's standing like in the mouth of a wolf and he's got his mouth like wide open and it says, fear not in the wolf. And yeah. he just, he loves that message. And he was showing Willow because he was like, this is you like you know and just so yeah i don't know i just wanted to because it is so much more than a t-shirt it is so much more there's a reason we're mentioning this (laughs) it's because we forgot to kind of say who he was at the beginning of the episode (laughs) yeah so we just yeah i mean in full transparency I was nervous as fuck. Uh, same. I was sweating. Yeah. I was scared. I was nervous. I felt like I was interviewing some Hollywood <laughs> famous person. I just, I had such fandom that I just like, that's how I felt. She was fangirling real hard. Real hard. Real hard. So that's probably why I forgot to say exactly who he was. Oh, so, it's it, like, yeah. So nah, we just wanted to kind of just wanted to make sure you knew that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So speaking of treating all humans equally and kindly, yeah. Sarah and I saw something. Well, I saw it first. It was Viola Davis who posted it on Instagram. I'm not, I'm trying so hard to stay off social. Yeah. Except for our podcast. I really am because it just doesn't do any good for me. So I look on Instagram like once or twice a day and it popped up and I was like, what the actual shit am I looking at? Yep. And I thought it was a joke and it was not. And then of course I like looked a little bit more and then I came over to Sarah's house that day and showed her and Randy and I was like, look at this. And what did you see, Sarah? I saw a grown ass woman. Yep. White woman throwing a temper tantrum. Yes. In the middle of a Victoria's secret. Yes. Screaming. 
shaking herself, like convulsing, yeah. but like not real convulsing. Right. Um, and just like shrieking. You keep lying, Sam, and I'm threatening you, so I'm recording to protect myself. And chasing and chasing and trying to hit a black woman who uh-huh. was just there to get her free, <laughs> free panties. panties. You know how you get the coupons? <sighs> I know. She's like showing. She, I just can't. She's like, I just came here for the free panties. <laughs> she shows her coupon. That was thing. that was probably my favorite quote along <sighs> with. I thought this was the safe mall. Yes. That Good was a great God. one, too. No, no, no. I want you to call security. Yeah, I, I, thank you. I just came to get my free panty. You know how you get the coupon in the mail. I There's so much to unpack here. And I was very hesitant at first because I want to be very certain that I am not making fun of someone with a mental illness. Right. So. So here's the deal. Do we know for certain? No. Have I had panic attacks since I was 18? Yes. Has Sarah had panic attacks? Yes. yes. I'm telling you, you can't speak. No. Well, in my experience, let's start, let's go that way. Right. Because remind, let me remind you, if you don't know, I'm unqualified. <laughs> <laughs> so it, you can't speak. You can't, you, you, you don't make a scene like that. Like it is like basically in your head for me. I just tell myself you're not dying. You're not dying. Cause a panic attack for me is feels like a heart attack or it feels like something's on my chest or it feels like I'm choking and it's some sort of involuntary like physical thing like that that I can't really rationalize is Mm -hmm. not death yeah so but I've had them at work and no one's known Mm -hmm. I you know I've had them in public and no one's known you know I just, to me, it was just not, the fainting maybe was probably what did her in. Yeah, it was not, it was, it it was, was not a very good faint job. It was not a very good faint job. No, she, she first went down to, like, made sure, stuck her arm out so she wouldn't fall, like, on anything, and then, and then like, came down to her knee, and then, like, laid down on the ground. And used her purse as a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, I guess, I just want to be very clear that I am not purposely or in any way making fun of someone with mental illness. I don't not believe her. I'm sure she has anxiety and all of these things, but from what I witnessed, that's not what that was. No, I have so much about this, (laughs) like in my, in my brain to like, so I'm going to try to not like start rambling about it. I'll just cut her off. Yeah. Just cut me off. Um, so I, so if I cut her off, you understand why, right? (laughs) Like, okay, that's enough. Um, I really wanted to make sure that we weren't talking out both sides of our mouths, you know, on like, oh, we support mental illness, but we're not going to support this woman, blah, blah, blah. I also wanted to make sure, so I did all kinds of research. I wanted to make sure that she, if she did have a mental illness, that we were addressing that properly. Absolutely. So I don't know this woman. Um, right. I don't know anything about her besides what I can find um, and has been fact-checked that I can and find. it's very limited. It is very limited. What I do know, though, is what um, defines certain mental illnesses. True. So I... Are going to give us some definitions? I am going to give you some definitions. I think that's what people need. Uh, so... I think most people have heard of Munchausen syndrome and Munchausen's by proxy. Yes. So those, just a brief description, those are like when you um, fake an illness to get attention. And Munchausen by proxy is to fake an illness of a child, usually a child, or somebody who's close to you. It could be an elderly person that you care for, whatever, um, for attention. So that is a rare type of mental disorder. And um, it's actually not called Munchausen syndrome anymore. 
this is now it's now called fabricated or induced illness by carers. I that's didn't know the by that. proxy. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's a new yes. word. Yes. So it's F I I C is what it's called now. Okay. So um but this is not. So that was like my first thought. I'm like, well, faking me- faking faking mental illness would be munchausens, but that's more of a physical illness and they're doing it on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like they they might not know why they're doing it mm-hmm. and they may not have any real like motive behind it except to gain attention. I always thought though it was somebody they they made somebody else sick. That's by proxy. Oh, by proxy. That's what yes. the by proxy means. Yes, yes. I learned something new tonight. <laughs> when it says Munchausen by proxy, I know it's not yeah. called that anymore, but OMG. Yes. So that's like the gaining knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's the, I don't know if you remember the story of the mom. Uh, it was like a Gypsy Rose. Do you yeah, remember that? I watched it on uh, Hulu yeah. or Prime mm-hmm. or something. That was a Munchau- Munchausen yes. by proxy story. Um, so that's a rare, it's very rare, but. What we have going on here is malingering. So the the definition in the American Psychological Association, the definition of malingering says that it is the deliberate feigning of an illness or disability to achieve a particular desired outcome. For example, it may take the form of faking mental illness as a defense on trial, faking physical illness to win compensation, or faking an injury or misinforming people of one's state of rehabilitation to avoid practicing or playing a sport. Malingering is distinguished from factitious disorder, which is formerly known as Munchausen's, in that it involves a specific external factor as the motivating force. So Munchausen's, like I said, a lot of times they don't know why they're doing it. So this is clearly malingering. Because she was trying to avoid what she then realized was being videotaped, um, people perceiving her as being racist. Yeah. So let's go ahead and fake a panic attack. Uh, So I did also want to say what the symptoms of a panic attack are, including to me, including, including, According to us. No, just kidding. Just kidding. Unqualified. Unqualified. According to the Mayo Clinic. So they say they begin typically suddenly without warning. They can strike at any time when you're driving a car. It's funny that they say at the mall. (laughs) Sound asleep in the middle of a business meeting. Sound asleep. Oh, or in the middle of a business meeting. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sarah wants to be sound asleep. She's like, damn it. Oh my gosh, so tired. This podcast, we still have another one to record tonight. This is our second. <laughs> we have one more. God help us. Um, so it says it may be occasional or they may occur frequently. They have many variations, but symptoms usually peak within minutes. So here are some of the symptoms that they include. A sense of impending doom or danger, fear of loss of control or death, rapid pounding heart rate, sweating, trembling or shaking, shortness of breath or tightness in your throat, which there's the part that makes it really hard to talk. And Is that like, why? Ma- yeah. I always feel like I'm just choking. Yeah. Hot flashes, nausea, mm-hmm. abdominal cramping, chest pain. A lot of people actually mistake panic attacks for a heart attack. Always. Um, so they'll go to the... I've been to the ER three ER, times for mm-hmm. panic attacks. Thinking that you were having a heart attack. Yeah. Uh, headache and then um, there's numbness as well that happens there's also this is what I experience a lot in my personal experience uh, the feeling of unreality or detachment mm. where I feel like I'm in a dream uh, because the thing is is that had the roles been reversed mental illness or no mental illness no way in hell would it have taken place like this this no. is exactly like this is the best example of how black the black population is killed or arrested in disproportionate ways uh than the whites like white people mm-hmm. um they would have <laughs> they never would have said mental illness no they would have been like angry yeah. black woman chases freaks out and chases, chases down. white woman yeah. in for filming her and this that and the other and it, that's just the thing that that's how, and the woman knew mm-hmm. 
She says, who are they going to believe? Your white ass or my black ass? I am not turning this camera off. Yep. No, I got to discipline check myself. She's trying to attack me. No, no, no. Don't threaten me. See, and she's saying I'm threatening her. I'm not saying nothing to her. It's to protect me. Once the law get here, who they going to believe? Her white ass or my black ass? No. Because another customer said, just turn, just turn the phone off. And when the police got there, who did they believe? They believed the white woman. Exactly. Didn't, didn't make her go home, didn't make her leave, didn't arrest, didn't do anything. No. Because there was no arrestable offense. Well, I'll tell you what, had it been a black woman, black woman or black man, they would have found an arrestable offense or made one up. Mm hmm. So the, it just was like glaring to me. Just so, so glaring how much it is favored, how much of a one-up white women and white men have. Yeah. In every situation. Every situation. So it's it's just, to me, it was just a really disturbing video on a lot of fronts. So her name is Abigail Elphick, and she is, I believe, 25. She is 25 years old. She is a white woman from New Jersey. And there's some interesting things in her background that maybe aren't true because it just, it can't be fact checked. So, well, there is one thing that's fact checked. Okay. Um, she did say that she was a teacher. She kept one of her biggest excuses for having this panic panic attack was that she was going to get fired from her job as a teacher. And that's why she was freaking out so bad. I teach at the Cedar Grove school, school district. district. Well, if you pull up the Cedar Grove mm-hmm. school district at the top of their page, they have said the individual involved at the mall at short Hills that took place on July 11th, 2021 is not and has never been employed by the Cedar Grove Board of Education. So she is claiming to have been a teacher and that that's, you know, that was her big defense of why she was having a panic attack because she was going to lose her job. It's a pretty wild thing to lie about. It is because it's so easy it's to so easy verify. To check that. Yeah. So going to the beginning of where the story started, um, a Muslim Nigerian woman named Igeoma Yukenta was in Victoria's Secret, just there to get her free panty and to buy some other stuff. And the they were the white woman, Abigail, was standing too close to Yukenta. And so she said, Can you back up six feet, please? And Abigail decided that she was going to get closer to her and actually hit Igeoma. Yes. So, so that's what happened prior to that's the video what happened starting. Prior, and then because of the video, she claimed it was a panic attack because of her fear of being fired from a job she doesn't have mm-hmm. and losing her apartment. Mm-hmm. So things aren't adding up. And this article, it's in the lily.com. I'm just going to read this paragraph because it's just better said than me saying repeat or trying to paraphrase it. Um, As a black woman, I know all too well what a white woman's feigned fears and tall tales can do. I have survived the wailing blonde co-worker who seeks comfort from our peers by claiming I attacked her because I respectfully held her accountable. I weathered the executive assistant who became hysterical when I asked that she hold her questions until the end of my presentation. Wow. Yeah. So publicly maligned, I've endured the entitled shopper who refused my quest request to respect the six feet standard for social distancing. Karen's have put me through it. And like the black woman in Victoria's Secret, I've been through it alone. No one comes. No one steps up for her. No, they 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 go to the white woman and they're like, just leave her alone. Or they're like comforting her and they're helping her. I, I, it was disgusting when that one customer looked at her and said, just put your phone away. Mm-hmm. I know. Whew. Jesus. 
And, and here's the issue with men or women is that white men and women are presumed innocent. Uh, automatically. Automatically. And that's never, well, I shouldn't say never, but very rarely is that the case for black women and black men. And it reminded me of the Emmett Till case. Yeah. Where was, where was this in, in American history? Did you learn about Emmett Till in school? I learned about Emmett Till when I took a, I had a conference last year on how to be culturally responsible in the classroom. Right. And that's when I learned it at 42. Mm -hmm. I did not know. I truly did not know. No. And he was a 14 year old African American. We talked about this on pop vultures. Um, he was lynched and just brutally beat, but brutally, but, but because a woman, a white woman, a white woman decided to say, to say something about him saying something offensive to her that he cat called her when she walked by or yeah. something. I don't even think it happened. I don't think so. And that is why that was the charge. And that's what happened. Right. So, and then also I was listening to a podcast recently about black wall street. I loved learning about it cause I didn't know. Yeah. And when you learn about God, when you learn about that, it's just unbelievable. And the fact it's just gone. And the reason that it got burned down is because there was, um, a young man working in the white section. So across the way mm -hmm. and he, needed to use the restroom, but he had to take an elevator because there was no restroom that he was allowed to use on the floor that he was, I think it was shoe shining. Mm -hmm. And the, they, the attendant in the elevator said that he like was too close to her. There, there's, there's, so they allegedly say that he probably like tripped and like grabbed onto her or something. Do you know what I mean? Or like yeah. bumped into her, bumped into her. Let's just like, say, you know, because of that, you go hunt him down and burn down an entire part of your city because you want all the black people to just like die and be gone. Yeah. So these are the things that occur. What we've seen on lately on um, the news in the past two years, three years, I don't even know how long since people have been using their cell phones, how it escalates so quickly. Now, this did not escalate because she was white. She was not arrested. Mm -hmm. She was not taken in cuffs. Mm -mm. She was calmed down yeah. by the cops. Yep. Calmed down. Mm -hmm. No. 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 Not here for that. So as um, Viola Davis says in her post that this has been going on, obviously, for centuries, but we just now have the cap capability of recording it. That instance um, with Black Wall Street happened in 1921. Yeah. And he allegedly tripped going into the elevator and he grabbed her arm. Yeah. And then she screamed. Mm -hmm. That's how she responded. Sound familiar? Screamed. Exactly. Shrieked. Hysteric. Hysterical. Hysterical. Mm -hmm. um, and then claimed that he assaulted her. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is how black people be dying. You see this? See what these people do? They call in a panic and tell police that you're doing something to them when you clearly saw her chase me around the store. She tell them, get here, I'm helping, my heart's racing. Look. Oh, see, 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 did you see that? He was terrified, that poor kid. Yep. Oh my gosh. He just ran and ran. He ran. I, I, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't you? I mean... Because there's absolutely no way he would have been believed. No. And this woman in 2021 knew there was no fucking way mm -mm. that she was going to be believed. Right. And that is why she recorded it. Yeah. So I don't know that many people knew that a Karen from 1921 caused the annihilation of Black Wall Street. <laughs> right. Like literally, literally, because it gets outrage just ensued and people went berserk. Yeah. And it was one of the most disastrous race wars ever. It was a massacre. It was a massacre. It was brutal massacre over a white woman screaming yeah. because he crying touched her wolf arm or whatever that, mm -hmm. you know, that stupid story. I just, I, oh God. 
This is this is just why I feel like white women need to use their power for good. Right. You have so much power. I understand that as women, we don't have as much, but we have way more than black men or black women. Absolutely. And, but we do have more in the sense of emotions. So when a white woman starts crying and starts saying like that something happened, they're absolutely going to see those tears and be like, oh, you know, and it doesn't matter what man is involved like that is where we hold our power right. is in our emotions right so that's what these white women do is use their tears for this horrendous act that god like what do you think that that woman i think her name was sarah page or something that cried wolf oh. do you think she holds any type of or held any type of guilt at all i like to think yes for annihilating but, but I don't know I, like inciting a massacre and these are only two examples oh my gosh there's so many there's probably thousands there's upon so thousands many. upon thousands and the fact that it's 2021 yeah is you know it's just mind blowing that we are still doing this and the other thing that I would like to say that I'm pissed off about is that my shit's real. Like I am unwell and I'm working on it. Yes. My anxiety, my panic attacks and my depression are fucking real. Right. I'm not going out like screaming at people or no. being mean or like being a racist. I'm sorry. That's not, that doesn't go with the um, panic attack. No. Or the anxiety disorder. It doesn't, sorry, it's not part of it. Um, but my shit's real and so is yours. Yeah. And I feel like you've just now made it a joke. Right. And there's so much stigma around it already. already. And people don't believe people. Exactly. Already. Already. And so now you're going to use something like this. And I just think shame on you, man, because now you've taken two populations of people. Yeah. And you've completely like just fucked with them. Yeah. For whatever reason. I don't know why. Were you scared? I really don't know. I don't know what her problem was. Like, how how could you be scared? Some people are scared. I just can't wrap my brain around that. Because she probably said to her, do you mind stepping back six feet? Yeah. And when she heard that from a black woman, she probably was like, ah! See, I think what... what but why was she coming her, hit her? Yeah, like why her... Why she hit her? This is why. Her reaction... She was ragey? Of going after her, I think, was... Don't you dare tell me what to do. Oh. That's what I think. Yeah, I don't think scared is right because why would you fuck her? I, particularly. Like others could be scared. Others I guess, could but be whatever. scared, but with her, she fucking came at, she came her, at her multiple her. times. And I'm telling you, I don't go after people that I'm scared of. Uh no. Like <laughs> what yeah. the fuck? I don't know. This is just so messed up and it is it's messed up all the way around. This led me down a deep rabbit hole by Rambo. All right, tell me about it. Because I went searching to see if racism is a mental illness. Mm. And the the reviews are mixed. What? Yeah. I, heard, I found no. There are they are mixed. There is there are two I I think I pulled up four articles in total. Two that I was going to refer to, both written by African Americans who are psychologists. Actually, I think psychiatrists. And they have differing views. So the one, this is from talkspace.com, um, says no. And this is Rebecca Coons. Um, she's a doctor. She's a board certified psychiatrist. Uh, and she says no. She says racism, racism is not listed in the DSM-5, right. which is, True. if you don't know what that is, it's, it's the Diagnostic Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. And it is not listed in there. And she thinks that it's appropriate that it's not listed. She says that as a black woman and a student of history, she believes that racism and particularly anti-black racism is a an American societal norm, which is disgusting, but accurate. I, would, I think it's accurate. Accurate. Um, rather than the exception, mm -hmm. she, be, uh, this is a quote from her. 
I believe it is something that has to actively be unlearned. I also believe that it is a societal and systemic phenomenon rather than an individual condition. So I agree with her in that sense that it is a systemic problem, obviously, and it's been learned because we aren't born to hate. Right. Um, so she does talk about referring to the DSM five, but she explained that mental illnesses are conditions that impair our ability to function in a certain society or certain culture. Um, so I have to say though, like that can go both ways. So people can function in, in American culture because of the, the overwhelming amount of racist people that are out there. Yeah. So they can function well, but they also can't function in the sense of if they're in an African American community. So I can kind of see like both. So they're basically saying, like, if they're with their white peers, they're stable. Yeah. But it triggers them so much. Yes. But wow. she's arguing to the, to, you know, to the one side. But, um, wow. It also, because of the definition of mental illness, because it says that it's our impair, like, uh, impairs our ability to function in certain society and culture, that, like, in America, if you walk outside with no clothes on, you, somebody's going to be like, oh, they, they're probably mentally ill. Oh, yeah. And so society, in that sense, then, is defining what is mentally ill. Okay. And what is, what is acceptable in our, in our culture. So this doctor's opinion, um, she says, in her opinion, racism does not impair how one functions in society. But I think we're seeing quite the opposite here. Because that, uh, mm. so I'm not sure. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, it's certainly not a chemical thing. N- no, she does believe that racism can be unlearned. I, b- I believe that. I believe that as well. I just think it's it's hard to get. Like I feel like this is one of the hardest conversations to have with people. Because no one is going to but identify. But let's think about how Mike changed his opinion. Right. That was a huge deal. And if anyone else listened to our Pop Vultures episode on the 13th and you watched the movie, you might change yours as well. Yeah. I, I, I think it's possible, but you have to be open to it. Exactly. I don't think Abigail's open to it. No, and I don't think a lot of people who carry these beliefs and no. feelings are open to it. And that's where so, I don't know if it so can be. I'm, here's my thing. I don't think that we're going to change Karen and her counterparts, of which, like, oh, I went to a restaurant with my daughter mm-hmm. this week, mm. and it was full of Karens and their significant others. And the way they treated the wait staff, I wanted to fucking punch them all in the face. Um, Missy. No. Missy. No. Come here, Missy. And I'm like, what the actual fuck? Who are you? Like, like, where are your manners, yeah. old man? Right. Old white man, where are your manners? You know? And then, you know, the women just having to have everything just so. And if it's not just so, I just was, it was disturbing. So I guess what I'm saying is that. I don't believe, and I'm not going to go on a mission to change them, but I think that the mission is to protect black men and women. Yeah. Because I don't think you're, I don't think you're, I think you're right. I don't think we can change them. We might be able to change one here and one there. Right. But those ones will then raise children, hopefully, and change the the cycle yeah but it's gonna take forever i feel like yeah because what was it 1921 yes and 2021 like come on that's 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 pretty i don't even know absurd here's the other side the other psychiatrist who thinks that yes it should be listed as a mental illness i'm making faces over here i know she's giving me faces you know i am not in that camp yeah so he also, he talks about, um, his name is Dr. Ron Bailey. 
um, he talks about the, his first memory of police brutality, which was when he was eight years old in 1972. His next door neighbor, who was the most prominent individual of their community, uh, Mr. William Boy Brown, he was a radio personality. Um, and he was the actually the cousin of James Brown, the singer James Brown. He um, actually, this is ridiculous, accidentally bumped into and broke a, an officer's flashlight, a police officer's flashlight. Okay. He was then slammed against the police vehicle, instantly breaking his neck. Oh, my God. He was arrested and dragged to jail because he was unable to walk. So they had to drag him to jail for breaking a fucking flashlight of a policeman. He was left unattended for six hours until finally a cellmate noticed that he was motionless and called for help. Only then they that did they call an ambulance and he was then a quadriplegic and he suffered that way for four years and then he died. Like that's one of one thousands, of, ten thousands, uh, thousands of upon thousands. Mm-hmm. And, and the family pursued legal, um, legal action, but the court ruled that no one was at fault. Of course. And of course that then reinforces the, um, feeling of powerlessness of, of the African American community. And that's just, that goes back to our conversation at the beginning, um, with homeless, the homeless population, just treating people like they're less than. Yeah. You know, like what, what was that just a piece of dirt you threw into mm-hmm. that cell for breaking your flashlight? Right. I don't care if you got in a fight and punched somebody in the face. Yeah. Like human being here, you know, your, mm-hmm. your job is not to like let him lay there in pain and become a quad. I don't know. Right. Oh. oh, so his, his feelings, he thinks that, you know, this is absolutely a, um, a mental illness. He's, he posts this article in the psychiatric times. If you want to check it out. Um, he talks a lot about microaggressions too. So definitely read that article to, because that's the biggest form of racism. I feel like are those microaggressions, those small forms mm-hmm. of racism that can make big waves in the wrong way. Oh yeah, for sure. So, um, he talks about his experiences, uh, going through med school and then his daughter went through med school and experienced some of the same stuff going there. But he is saying it's a mental illness. He is saying it's a mental illness. So here is what he says. He is going by Dr. Carl Bell and he described racist individuals as having a psychopathological defect or a narcissistic personality disorder. Okay. Which allows for dehumanization mm-hmm. of others. There are other psychiatrists that have the opinion that racism may meet the criteria for a full psychotic disorder. So in the Western Journal of Med- Medicine, this is where Alvin Poussant um, says, yes, it is a, psych- a psychological disorder. Um, they've never officially recognized extreme racism after a ridiculous amount of uh, severe and racist killings in the civil rights era, a group of black psychiatrists, they came together to try to have extreme bigotry classified as a mental disorder, but they uh, rejected the recommendation because they argued that because so many Americans are racist, (laughs) that would be the whole damn country. Even extreme racism in this country is normative, which is a cultural problem rather than an indication of psychopathology, but they have a five point scale that categorizes increasingly dangerous acts and it begins with verbal expression. So, you know, being like antagonist and saying shit to people, which progresses to avoidance of members of a disliked group. And then it goes to active discrimination against them, then to physical attack. And then finally to extermination, they call it, which just, I'm just like giving her the eyes because I don't buy this bullshit. Yeah. That, I, I mean, that's just where I stand. You can make your own decision, do your own research. But, okay, let's just say you have this illness. What are you going to do? There's no medicine. Right. You're going to go to therapy and, like, work through, maybe, maybe you could do some trauma therapy and work through whatever the hell made you be this right. way. But I'm, that's a tough, that's really, really tough. Well, what they say is that the fifth point on the scale, so murdering people, is acting out of extermination fantasies and it's readily classifiable as delusional behavior. And that's where they're wanting to put it is under delusional behavior. Can you imagine then how many fucking people would get off 
We're yes. now finally getting people charged. Yes. Oh, bullshit. Yes. And this is, this is a, a, a black doctor. I mean, he knows more than me. I know, but it's I just, just hard for me to wrap my brain around. While you were talking, I remembered something and I looked up her name. Do we all remember Amy Cooper? Why does that sound so familiar? Because she falsely reported that a bird watcher was attacking her in Central Park. Remember that? No. So she was actually charged with a misdemeanor, which fucking finally gets charged with something, this white people. But yeah, there was a black man who was um, watching, literally a bird watcher. Yeah. And he just asked her to put her dog on a leash because that is what the rules are in Central Park. Yeah. And instead of putting her dog on a leash, she called 911 and said that he was threatening her and her dog and that he was trying to assault them. Now that's dangerous people. Because that's not just like, I'm going to tell on you and even if you didn't do anything, because what that means is now that man's life is in complete danger. Absolutely. And I feel like, you know, that's what happened in the mall. Mm hmm. And thank God for phones because he recorded it. I know. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I don't know if it's a, a mental illness or not. You guys let us know what you think, because for me, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning one way, but I mean, I could be persuaded. I just, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's a tough one to wrap my mind around. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like everybody could do, uh, some therapy. Yeah. Get your butts in some therapy because, uh, we all have trauma and we all have preconceived notions of things and we've all had situations in our life that make us feel a certain way. And working through that just makes you a better human and then it makes you treat other humans the way that they should be treated. Yeah. Agreed. I'm not sure where I sit on yeah. this, on whether or not it can be classified. I, the the con of it, I 100% agree, is that it'll just be used. Oh yeah, in every every court case. court case to say it'll be used for the police officers. Yes, it'll be exactly. used for all of them that mm-hmm. they had trauma because of this other situation they were right. in when they were attacked. But mm-hmm. no, I think it's a slippery slope. But what I, but what it does do though is it puts them in a mental illness category of delusional, which will make it very hard for them to do pretty much anything else the rest of their lives, including getting a job yeah. and. You know, work, they wouldn't be able to work in law enforcement if it is an officer that does. It wouldn't be, you know, teaching. They wouldn't be able to do that. That's the only thing that I could say that, that would be like okay with them trying to use it as a defense. But I also worry that then they would just not be convicted and then be out on the streets again. And I'm just not just just using that as free reign to be like, oh, well, I can just keep doing this over and over again because nothing's going to happen to me. Yeah. So what if I don't have a job? Mm -hmm. I'm not buying it. So, yeah, I hope she got her panties. I do, too. Yeah. And Twitter shut down her, no, TikTok TikTok shut down down her her gardening. I know. She had a gardening account. And they shut it down because they said it was bullying for her to put up that um, video. Another example of exactly. racism. There weren't any white people who had their accounts shut down. Right. And they posted the video. No shit. Yep. And that's what she was pissed about because they went viral and hers did not. Which, whatever. She didn't right. care. But she was like, again, right, people. Right. <laughs> again. So... First of all, if your name is Karen and you are a lovely person, we apologize. Um, we didn't come up with that name. We didn't come up with that name, but we all know what I'm talking about when I say that. So Karens and your counterparts, please get your shit together. Please get to therapy. Stop using please. your tears. Get a as therapist. Because <laughs> we are unqualified. Oh, and, and we can't continue to expect the minority to change it. No. The very first thing people saw in that video, their reaction was an excuse for her. Yep. Flip it around. Let's say it's a black man getting pulled over by the cop. Well, he should have been speeding. Yeah. He should have done what the officer said. Yep. He goddamn did. Yeah. You plenty know? of plenty of examples of that too. Right. Plenty of examples. So, you know, we don't come up with excuses for our black community. Right. 
it's just always just these bullshit excuses for these white women and men. No more. Well, stop it. Get shit together. Yeah. Always DM us, uh, email us at unqualifiedtherapist at gmail.com. We really would love to hear from you and we would share it on the next episode if you wanted us to. Maybe you have different perspective than us. We, or, or more information. Again, We're always open. We are always open. Most of this is just our damn opinion. Yep. <laughs> We're angry though and we want change. So we're going to yell about it. Yeah. We're going to keep yelling about it. And it's sh- our show so we can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We have to go because we are about to record Pop Vultures. Check it out. Please check it out. It has our partners, Randy and Mike. I don't know why I said it in that order, because it sounded like I was with Randy and you were with Mike. (laughs) You never know what the four of us are up to. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) Not that. (laughs) Just kidding. So we review um, some sort of media each week, and it is a good time. And uh, you're going to learn a lot. We pick a lot of documentaries recently. Yeah. So there's a lot to learn and a lot of banter that is fun to listen to. So check it out on all of the streaming all, all places. All of the streamings. And it's Pop Vultures Show. All right, folks, get your tickets. Go get your tickets to see us live now. Do it. Do it before they sell out. We want to hang out with you. Yeah, we really do want to hang out with you. So go to our Instagram page at Unqualified Therapist, and you can check in the links. It'll be the second the second button, and you can purchase tickets there. We love you guys. Love you. Have a good week. Stay wild and weird, warriors.